You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Townsend back in action, talking all things Texas A&M, and I told you we would be talking about this. I told you this would be something that would be coming up. We are going to be looking ahead at the 2021 All-Texas A&M roster because there have been a few more announcements talking about players leaving. We'll be discussing all that, who is returning, who is leaving the program, all on today's episode. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the repertoire. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12-man-related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So like I said, we now know a little bit more about what will be happening in 2021. Keep in mind that players who, because of COVID-19, let me rephrase that, because of COVID-19, players who are seniors have a shot to come back for an extra season. That's because of anyone who opted out has the option of returning. Anyone who is injured, they don't want to take that away from them. So they have a shot. Now, we know a few names are coming back, like Jaden Peavy is for sure going to be back. Other names like Keldrick Harper and Michael Clemens still are up in the mix. However, we now know two names will officially be leaving the program to take their shot at the NFL. First up is senior linebacker Buddy Johnson. This comes at little surprise as he has been the leader of the team for the past two seasons. Following a tremendous year, he has officially declared for the NFL draft. Now, he made the announcement on Friday morning by posting to social media. Here is exactly what he said. Dear 12th man, I cannot put into words how thankful I am for the love and support and mentorship I've received over the past four years as a Texas A&M Aggie. It has truly been a blessing, and I want to thank all Aggie fans for making football enjoyable and giving me a reason to wake up every single day and work harder these past few years. There are so many people I would like to thank for my success, the coaches, the trainers, the academics, my teammates, who I consider brothers, my family, and each and every Aggie fan. It would not be possible without every single person I take, take, and I would like to thank Coach Sumlin, Coach Chavis, for providing me the opportunity for me and my family. Lastly, thanks to Coach Fisher, Coach Elko, Coach uh, Santucci, and Coach Prevetto for helping me develop into a better player and always challenging myself. I am humbled by the support given by everyone, especially those I love during these troubling times. With all that being said, I would like to announce I am officially declaring for the 2021 NFL Draft. I will be missing playing at Kyle Field in front of the best football fans in America, but I know it is time for me to move on in the next chapter of my life and build a future for myself and my family. I hope I was a great teammate and brothers to all those and represented this program. I will forever bleed maroon and white for as long as I can, and I cannot wait to see where the program possesses even further. Never forget, the storm is coming. Big thanks and gig'em, Buddy Johnson. Gave my 1,000%, now time for my next journey. The reality is, this doesn't come as a big shock, because of you may never see his stock higher. He had the shot to go 
put together another year of eligibility. But after leading the Aggies two straight years in a row as the starting middle linebacker in tackles, there's no denying that he has a shot to make it out of the area as probably a mid-round selection. The six foot two, 240-pound linebacker was a quarterback when he played at Dallas Kimball High School. He came to AM as a three-star prospect ranked in the 2017 class. He immediately started adding muscle and tone. He was told that he was going to play linebacker for this team. He appeared in 12 games as a freshman, posting 20 tackles. The next year, he played a backup role behind Terrell Dodson and Otero Alaka, uh, tallying 27 total tackles. They moved him into the starting role for 2019. He led the team in tackles with 77. He also had 9.5 tackles for losses. The highlight came for him on a 62-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown in the 24-17 victory over Ole Miss. He also had 10 tackles per game average to earn Southeastern Conference Defensive Player of the Week. Johnson stepped up big this past season, posting 86 tackles, including 85 for losses. He had four sacks and returned an interception for a touchdown in the 20-7 victory over LSU. He also forced two fumbles on the year. One of the best things he did this year was having that strip sack on Malik, I mean strip ball on Malik Davis in a 38-38 tie. DeMarvin Leal recovered the ball. It led to an eventual 41-38 victory. He also broke up three passes this season. The biggest thing about Johnson is linebackers are always needed, whether in a limited role, in a strong role, in a special teams role, depth. Linebackers are a dime a dozen at the actual natural position because you see so much nickel. You see so much dime formations in today's NFL. It's a lot of 4-2-5, a lot of 3-2-6. That's what the NFL is turning into. But the depth behind those players is so necessary that I do believe Johnson has a shot. I think with the numbers he's posted this year and how he ends his career with a very, very, very good game against North Carolina, against Sam Howell, against the running backs, against even though they weren't the star running backs, they still were good running backs. I think Johnson has earned his stripes, and I think he will be selected in the NFL draft. How high? I think the highest you could see him go is probably in the third or fourth round. Kind of like a Logan Wilson who started for Wyoming. What he did, he broke out last year. I think you could see him go in that situation. Maybe in Akeem Davis-Gaither. I think that's where he kind of lands, that middle-of-the-pack role. But linebackers will always be needed for special teams. And he has speed. He has the size. I expect him to have a very good year. And the AM defense will be fine without him. They have a true warrior coming in next season. And they have depth behind the position that will allow them to be able to move on without him. So congratulations to Buddy Johnson. Us here at Locked on Aggies are proud of you. Go make your mark at the next level and know that your legacy at AM as the true number one linebacker, will never be forgotten. We already knew that one name would be going out of the offensive line in Dan Moore, and yesterday we found out a second name would be going in Ryan McCollum. Now we have the third name leaving the Aggies. Jared Hawker, importantly, will declare for the 2020 NFL Draft, leaving the program after two and a half years as a starter. He also took to social media to thank everyone for his time. Dear Aggieland, on and off the field for the last four years have been a dream come true. 
Ever since I was little, I wanted to play at Texas A&M, and it was nothing short of everything I could have imagined. I am so grateful for my time here, and that the school took a chance on a three-star recruit out of a small Texas town. From overcoming my first game as an Aggie against UGA in 2017, to a seven-overtime win over LSU in 2018, to being ranked a top-five team and Joe Moore Award finalist, it taught me so much, and I am grateful for the highs, the lows, and everything in between. I have so many people to thank for being here, starting with my family. Without the love and support, I would not be to where I am today. And to all the football staff, equipment managers, Coach Fisher, Coach Sumlin, Coach Turner, and Coach Henson, thank you. Your lessons that you taught me are invaluable as I continue my journey. To the 12th man, thank you for being the best fans in the country. There is nowhere else I'd rather play. To my teammates, thank you for pushing me and supporting me through it all. We are brothers for life, and there is no one else I would rather be with and shared with these past four years. With that being said, I am declaring for the 2021 NFL Draft. These last four years were only the beginning, and I'm excited for what is to come. The greatest part of being an Aggie is know I will be an Aggie for life and a part of a network that is unlike any other. I am grateful for the continued support, and I cannot wait to hope and continue my career to make you all proud. Maroon Goons for life, Gig'em, Jared Hawker. I think Hawker's, uh, it's different. I like Jared Hawker a lot. I think Jared Hawker is a good player. I think Jared Hawker could be sustainable in the NFL. Do I think that when you look at his stat line versus uh, McCollum's stat line, it's that much different? No. But I also think that Jared Hawker will be a later round pick. I think Kellen Mond and Buddy Johnson are going to be the two highlight players from this class as of right now. I think Michael Clemens, because of what he can do as a pass rusher, will be a little higher. I don't know about Dan Moore. I don't know about Carson Green. Because the biggest thing of all is, when you look at offensive lines, and I've studied this with people, and I've actually had multiple guests talk about the offensive lines in the past, allowing four sacks as a unit is one thing. But where is the weakness? Is there a weakness? And if so, where can you fix it? That's what I think is going to happen with A&M and these players. A lot of these guys are going to have to make sure that they show at the Combine, at Pro Days, at whatever they do with NFL teams, hey, I am the reason we were good. A&M during the regular season allowed four total sacks as a unit. How many of them would allow a sack if it was one-on-one drills? That is the difference between these two. So for me, I like that Jared Hawker's leaving. I'm, I'm excited to see if he can make it in the NFL because A&M for a while has been known for producing lineman talent. And that's why you've seen names such as Jake Matthews and Cedric Abwehi and Jermaine Nefetti and Luke Jokel and, and so many more have a shot at playing at the NFL level. The question is, can they last at the NFL level and can they make it there? You never really know. And I've seen it both ways. I've seen players at A&M be great. I've seen players at A&M struggle. Maybe Hawker is one who I get there's not much more to learn, but it feels like this is just a rebuild for the offensive line that was going to happen, and best of luck to him at the next level. I think that he will at least get a shot, and you never know. Michael Nwewu, who came from, it uh, wasn't Georgia, it was, uh, God, why am I blanking on it? Um, man, I'm, I'm blanking on where Nwewu came, but he was a guy who was a six-round pick. Uh, Penn State, my bad, there you go. Came out of nowhere and now is one of the best rookies in the NFL period. So you never know. You really never know. 
It is the final countdown for college football. We have, the, of course, the national championship between Alabama and Ohio State coming up this weekend, which means it is time to make some big-time bets. And the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust is betonline.ag. With the NFL playoffs coming around, college basketball being the top storyline, and so much more, betonline.ag has the top lines to help you win cash to start off 21 on the right now. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And visit our good friends and exclusive partners on social media at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bets local business that you can have. Sign up for a free account and use that promo code Locked On for 50% off your first bet online. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. 2020 is officially over, thank God, but it's time to start playing on the right note. And by doing so, you can win some money with Locked On Bets. Starring your boy Q and Paramount Sports expert Lee Sterling. Go listen to their show. They give you all the best lines for college football, the NFL playoffs, and of course, college basketball and the NBA each and every single day, giving you their perfect lock. Subscribe to wherever you get your Locked On podcast listening systems. So, we talked about it a little bit, and I kind of mentioned it yesterday. We are going to be doing a breakdown of every single position of who I think are the starting players for next season. I'm going to include some names from this upcoming recruiting class. I do think you will see a few, probably get some nods here and there, but let's break down every single name. Before we do that, though, remember, Jaden Peavy is going to return to the defensive line for A&M. So that could mean he takes away a starting role. And another name, a guy who I am enamored with, a guy who I think is so fantastic, Devin Morris announced he will be returning for his senior season, a fifth year with the program. Great slot nickel defender, good against the run, solid against the pass. I very much think he is a jack of all trades. Maybe not a master of any, but he is awesome in coverage. He is good against the run. I like everything I've seen from him thus far. So to be able to have him back in the secondary is huge for the Aggies. So let's start off at quarterback. This does not mean this is exactly what it's going to be by the end of the season. This is what I think it's going to be at the start of the season. Even though you know that Eli Stowers is going to be on campus this semester, he's going to have time to work with the team. The COVID-19 protocols still are in effect until further notice. They still have to go through the necessary arrangements to be able to stay safe because as much as we want to admit it, COVID-19 is far from over. It still is ravishing our country and it's really depressing. We have another couple months where hopefully the vaccine will be fixed and then we'll be able to have resuming activities to where teams are out and about. You can meet with them. You can meet with the players. For that reason... Haynes King, I think, will be the starter next year. He's played a little bit this season. You've been able to see what he can do. He's shown off his arm. He's made one great throw to where he connected with one of the targets. I forget who it was. Uh, Was it Chase Lane? I, I don't remember, but it was a touchdown on one throw. He has so much potential to be able to be that number one quarterback in the SEC. He's a great pocket passer. I do wonder if it is a new offensive line, how that's going to affect him. But for the start of the year, I'm going to go for sure with Haynes King as the starter for A&M's offense. Running back, there's no surprise. It's Isaiah Spiller, but it really is a running back by committee. I I mean, 
Spiller finished with 1,000 yards on the year. Good for him. But you just saw what Devon A. Chain can do. Devon A. Chain, however you want to say it, he says it both ways. What Anaya Smith can do. Both these guys have the ability to be so dangerous in the open field. You can't just say, oh, I, uh, you know, Isaiah Spiller is going to be the guy. Isaiah Spiller is going to be taking a majority of the carries. No, he's not. And do I think that that may lead to him possibly transferring? No, but A-Chain proved in the Orange Bowl. I have the skill set to be one and one with these other two guys. And Smith is the most dangerous player on the team, in my opinion. So, in a way, yes, I do believe that Spiller will be the starting back, but running backs are so hard today's, you know, in today's realm. There's not really a starting running back. There's just running backs who are going to see a lot of playing time. And I'm going to go with, you know, in this order right now, and I'll explain why in a second. Spiller, A-Chain, and Smith. Wide receiver number one, if he does not transfer, it has to be Demond Demas. It has to be. Every single thing that you've seen from him coming out of high school was nothing short of fives-tool weapon Winning with speed, size, agility, yards after catch, good hands, quality route running. I wonder if Jimbo just wanted you know see what he had at other positions, but I think that that's the guy who's going to get the number one spot. I think that if he doesn't, he'll at least be the number two, but he has everything you want in that X-factor receiver, so I think that eventually he will start seeing the field. You kind of know what you have with everyone else. So I want to see if maybe they start using Demas a little bit more next season. Because if not, he will transfer and he will go to a program that is going to use him right. Wide receiver number two, to me right now, it's Caleb Chapman. Chapman would have been the guaranteed number one starter all season if he didn't get hurt in week three. He had that big touchdown where he, you know, he broke his ankle in the end zone against Florida. I think that what you saw from him as a vertical threat as a consistent option, he has everything AM needs in that possessional target, and he can only build off it. As long as he's healthy, I think that you will see him play. The wide receiver three position is where things get difficult. I think it's going to be split next season. I don't know if Jalen Preston's going to be back. I don't know if he's going to have a big role. But what I do know is that Chase Lane did enough to earn more significant reps but I think Anaya Smith is just going to have to be on the field as much as possible. I think when you look at what Anaya Smith brings to the team, it's so apparent. You can use him in so many different weapons. And he has reps as a wide receiver, a starting slot receiver. He took reps away last season from Courtney Davis and Jamon Osmond to where they had to start playing him more. He just was too good. That's the same thing. I think Lane's going to be that outside target, but when you want to play two inside receivers, you're going to go with a guy like Smith. He can win after the catch. He can win with his hands. Good on bubble routes, good on everything. I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. He's Kadarius Tony of 2021. His stock is going to rise. He's going to be a gadget player for an NFL team, and they're going to be enamored by him. 100%. 100% they're going to be enamored by him. Real fast before we go to commercial break, offensive line, I think left tackle is going to be Kenyon Green. They kind of set him up this year because of Dan Moore was playing next to him at left guard. I think that now he slips over to the left tackle position for the long term. I think when you look at the left guard position, I'm going to go Bryce Foster. 
Katie Taylor, four-star recruit, number four player at his position. He is a mauler. He's great against the run. He's a road warrior. You can make him move. You can make him, you know, kind of be kind of flustered all over the place. I think that that's where you're going to see him play next season. Under center, this is a tough one because you don't really know who's there. I'm going to go right now with Smart Chaduzbio. He's a freshman. He has the most experience. I think that that's where he best fits. I think that overall, you can probably play him immediately, and he will be a factor as soon as possible. Right guard, I'm going to go Josh Bankhead. They have him listed at left guard right now. I think what really matters is where he plays compared to where Bryce Foster plays. Foster, I think, is going to get the starting nod for right now, but things can change over time. And at right tackle, it's going to be a battle, I think, between incoming freshman Ruben Fothery and Chris Morris. Morris got a little bit of trouble when he was down in Miami. Don't know what his status is moving into the second half. Uh, it, he could be playing left tackle if they play uh, green at right tackle. If they keep green at guard, he's going to be probably playing the left tackle position. But I think between him and Fothery, who's a four-star recruit, is better suited at the right tackle position. We'll battle it out with the likes of each other for the starting nod. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson, Robin Hanson, Robin Hawkins, Texas A&M. Guys, the college football playoff season is coming to an end. Sooner or later, we will be crowning a champion. Locked On Podcast Network has you covered at all angles. Listen to Locked On Buckeyes. Listen to Locked On Bama for in-depth, expert local coverage for each team. Subscribe to Locked On College Football for previews, recaps, and the final showdown for this season's college football championship. Come this Monday with Candace Cooper. So we did offense. Let's look at the defense side of the ball. A lot more starters are coming back defensively, so it's going to be a little harder to break down. Tyree Johnson so far is going to be the starter until otherwise, but if he does leave, DeMarvin Leal will take over, I think, on one side for sure. The question is who takes over on the other side. So let's break this down. If it is DeMarvin Leal and it is um, Tyree Johnson, it's nobody. But if it's just DeMarvin Leal... I think Fadil Diggs gets the shot. Diggs is one of those guys who is kind of built, ready to blitz, ready to be effective every single snap, ready to be kind of put on blast, can make a lot of plays in the open field, can do a good job working upfield. I think he has every single skill set that you really want, and I think that he will be a massive factor in the pass rushing game. When you look at the defensive tackle position, the only name that I think really steps up is McKinley Jackson. I think that if Jaden Peavy was gone, it'd be McKinley Jackson and Bobby Brown. I think they do a rotational things, and I think Dallas Walker also starts playing a little bit more. I think Isaiah Rake starts playing a little bit more. They kind of build in together to figure out who's going to be the two big starters for the team. Linebacker, you lose both. You lose Aaron Hansford, and now you lose Buddy Johnson. One's immediately taken. It's Andre White. White came on so strong at the end of the year. He was playing great in coverage. He was doing a good job downfield. He was making a lot of plays all over the place. I think that he is the name to watch for as the up-and-coming rising player. And then the other guy. This comes down to one thing and one thing alone. Who's better in coverage? Is it Antonio Doyle or is it Edron Cooper? Whichever one of those two can play that blitzing hybrid role outside of just playing the tackle or can complement White best will get the first nod. The other person I think will be a rotational player trying to figure out what happens next. Both are freshmen. Both are expected to be here for the long haul. I think that you can use them in different ways. So that's what I would say for right now. Safety, 
We already know it. Nothing's going to change. It's Damani Richardson at one, and it's Leon O'Neal at the other. O'Neal coming back gives so much potential for great hitting coverages, allowing you to step up uh, and play on the outside, allowing you to make plays uh, as a crosshair, as you know, height, as in hiding. You can do a lot of different things for this team if you really want. Now, I think at the other position, Damani Richardson, he's good in the box. He's good in coverage. He can do a little bit of everything. They complement each other very well. And then when you run a dime formation, it will be Antonio Johnson. Johnson came on when Devin Morris got hurt. And Morris really, you know, was essential to the team's success in that nickel position. Johnson really showed what he can be as a tackler in the open field. So he's going to get his shot, I think, as a dime player. The nickel position, I think you're going to see him battle it out. But it will be interesting to see this. Does Brian George get the call if Miles Jones goes to the NFL? If if Brian George gets the call, Devin Morris, I think, stays in the nickel. If George doesn't get the call, it's because Morris moves to the outside alongside Jalen Jones, which then means freshman Josh Moten, who is built as the nickel, and Johnson will battle it out for nickel reps. If not... It's going to more than likely be Brian George, Jalen Jones, and Devin Morris as your nickel set with Johnson kind of mixing in a little bit here and there. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. We'll be back on Monday to talk all things basketball. Texas A&M has a big time game this upcoming weekend against Tennessee. We'll be recapping that. Where do they go moving into the middle part of the SEC schedule? And can they be a factor for the actual NCAA tournament? We'll see you then. And remember, we're going to This has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.